Hello and welcome to Business Meets Coast, a podcast by me, Sophie Morley. And me, Stephen Bride. Join us as we interview various businesses, industry leaders, innovators, entrepreneurs, startups and business mentors to get insight, advice and funny stories from people who have been through it all before. Let's do this. On this episode of Business Meets Coast, we talk to Diane Brown and Katrina Brennan from SRJ Walker Wayland. If you think we're just going to talk about boring old tax, well, think again. These ladies provide a fresh and engaging approach to managing your finances, both business and personal. I'm Di from SRJ Walker Wayland. So um, I am a chartered accountant and business advisor. I have about 20 odd years experience working in the SME market across a whole variety of industries. My passion is education though. So I've sort of transitioned away from what people traditionally associate with accountants in terms of tax returns and financial statements and things. I still can do those, but because I want to follow my passion, it's more about educating business owners on what they need to do to plan for business success. So I do a lot of work with clients around strategic planning, um, understanding their key profit drivers, planning for that business success, teaching them how to monitor um, their key margins and what we can do to stave off. Um, is that the right word? Stave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds good. To stop any problems happening. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's more about um, helping them plan and identifying issues before they happen, putting in place actions and strategies to help them achieve their business and personal goals. Mm-hmm. So that's my passion. Excellent. My name's Katrina Brennan from SRJ Walker Wayland and I have been with the firm for a couple of years but have 20 odd years experience as well in, in business advisory. I myself, yes, have dealt with a lot of different industries. I haven't really had like a main focus of a, of a particular industry, even though we do assist in the building and construction industry. I've had a lot of franchises, but we my main priority is a lot of small to medium businesses. And since sort of coming on board with SRJ, we we're sort of in, I like to work in the area of looking at the whole of the business rather than just business tax. So we look at everything from the startup phase and, you know, then helping them grow. And then we look at succession planning, you know, and when we are having conversations, it's not just about, well, what's going on in the tax area. It's more about, well, you know, what are your systems and processes or have you thought about when you want to retire or, you know, you're sort of at that point where you want to grow and we're working with business at the moment that are very much in the early stages still but are right on the cusp of breaking out into the growing areas which we'll talk about that after when it comes to you know the the type of things that we do to help businesses but yeah that that's sort of the space that I'm in as well where Diane and I and the firm as a whole are really aiming to achieve that it's yeah the tax and compliance has its place and it is a must and, Mm -hmm. and and has to be done but the advisory side is becoming more and, and, and the businesses are wanting to know now, yeah. especially we find that at the Sunshine Coast as well. They're wanting to grow, they want the yeah. knowledge, they want, you know, the assistance. So 
they're really quite progressive businesses up here. They're really willing to engage and, and willing to learn the skill sets to help them succeed, which is wonderful for us to be able to work with people that have such strong growth mindsets. Yeah, that's yeah, really good it. to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose just making a final point about that is that it's about building relationships with them where you're working with them as a team to achieve their goals rather than you see us once a year. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's... I mean, you know, I guess from my point, you know, you hear accounting and accountant and you don't... Well, for me, I never really thought about that my accountant would might be able to help me with my business plan or, you know, my um, profit, where I want to be, my cash flow, that sort of thing. So maybe can we talk a little bit more about how you can do that or how you do that with people? Like, mm-hmm. So one of the, the big things that we do is we um, do – the first thing that we like to do is work with our clients to develop what we call a strategic one-page business plan. Mm-hmm. A lot of businesses in the past will say to us, oh, but we've already done a business plan. And traditionally those business plans might have been like 20 pages thick. Mm-hmm. You do it because you've got to get funding from somewhere, you tick it off and you put it in the bottom drawer and you never revisit it and it's a complete waste of time and money. That The way we like to do them is that that strategic one-page plan, which might end up being four or five pages sometimes, that's the blueprint for your business success. So we like to take our clients um, through that process where we look at where they are now, where they want to be in 12 months, two years don't really like to plan out more than about two or three years because the business environment changes too much. But it's about being specific. So a lot of clients will come to us and say, well, we want to double our turnover in two years or we want to be at five million in two years. And it's like, well, what does that actually look like? What does it look like in terms of your products and services, in terms of your clients or your customers, where they're based? What are your profitable product mixes? Uh, what are your systems and technologies and processes that you've got in place to support that? How are you going to fund it? And then we work with them at implementing strategies, breaking those down into detailed action items and continuing to be involved with them to make sure to hold business owners in particular accountable. And the reason the accountability in terms of the implementation is important is because as small business owners, you, you're wearing so many different hats and you tend to get drawn back on to what's safe and what's important, which is getting the dollars in the door. But at the same time, we come along and we make sure that, you know, all of those great action items are identified to achieve that are actually ticked off. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a lot, but it could be a one-page plan and it is very – we're trying to make it minimal so that it's easy to read and I might have mentioned once before some of them could be stick on the fridge yeah. stick on your desk next to your yeah. hive, you know where you you're looking at it at all times and it's there in mm-hmm. front of you and it's got dates but comments that we're getting from the small to medium businesses they want to be accountable to mm-hmm. somebody because if you say to them this is the task that we want you to do they said we won't do it we need you to call us. We yeah. need you to chase us up and down us and say, have you done that? <laughs> so we go, fine, you can take that role. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and that comes back to that relationship that Katrina mentioned early, earlier. You know, it's really important that you've got that relationship with your clients because 
they want it, they need it, and it gives them the best results. So yeah. we're constantly in contact with our clients, either on an informal or a formal basis in terms of monthly mentoring and accountability sessions to help implement their plans. And then obviously underneath all those plans is the, the more traditional things that you think about. So identifying profit drivers, tracking your gross profit margins, your net profit margins, you know, monitoring your cash flow and doing that on a regular monthly basis. And the big difference, I guess, between when we talk about strategic business plans and more of the traditional stuff that you've heard is, you know, ours are a fluid document. So every monthly accountability session, that gets updated, changed, reinvented, and we monitor how far along are we with the tasks. And then we put in place things like KPIs so that you can see that you're actually achieving and you're you're ticking off those key targets as you go through the year. But you are right when you said most people, because we've had conversations about that even in our firm, most people would see their accountant as they're not the people that we go to. Yeah, that's right. um, you, You know, we get comments from you know, different feedback from different people, you know, at different firms saying, well, that's just our accountant. You know, we see them once a year, we get our financials and our tax returns. So you are right, that is, you know, what's been happening and, and, and even current clients that might have been with the firm for many years, they might have that view and that, you know, that needs to be changed by more interacting in that way mm-hmm. but we find uh, where I'm finding we're getting the space to do it is with new clients mm-hmm. within the area because when they come to you you're covering everything mm-hmm. with them and because we're talking about things not not things that necessarily are things that we look after as accountants it could be you know looking at the systems and processes IT related in their packages and we look at grant funding possible ways to because a lot of them when they're coming to us they're finding that they are in a bit of a pickle sometimes not a lot of them but you know because they just they haven't been interacting with their accountant on that level yeah um so not, they're not talking about the business plans they're not talking so about would, would you encourage people to actually approach their accountant and ask them whether you know this is something that they could help them with yeah, or is it not something that is It's not something that is across the board. Right, okay. It's not something that's across yeah. the board. So, yes, I suppose yeah. that's where you said, what, where are we different? Mm-hmm. I feel, and I, I have been at other firms, and I, the last one was that was for 15 years, which was a, a you know bigger size, a mid-tier firm. And so I've been in a lot of different spaces, and so has Di. Mm-hmm. And we're very excited, though, about where we're going within this space and yeah I think that is probably our point of difference by all means yes I think they need to be talking to somebody Mm. not just leaving it or just picking up their tax returns there needs to be more of that contact where they feel that they can just call you because otherwise people are making big decisions not talking to anyone and then it's just delivered to the accountant with all, you know, just different things that have gone on in the last 12 months that they could have had. Yeah, and you sort of piece, piece together what's happened. And... Yeah, so I think probably that is that is where mm. our point of difference comes into place because when we are even taking on new clients, all of that I like to cover off on, mm. you know, yeah. where they might not want to do everything straight yeah. away but they might not want to look at their systems and processes just yet. They might want to just come on board, get used to you, 
you know, yeah. for compliance and then build that trust. Yeah, and it, and that's right. And it is about trust and taking that whole of business and, and approach with it. And the other thing is, I mean, by all means, talk to your accountant, ask them, get a feel for how comfortable they are with it and how you feel in terms of that relationship because you've got to be trusting and comfortable with that relationship for it to be able to give you the results that you need. And I must say that I think accountants get a bit of a bad rap in terms of, oh, they're so boring. And, you know, and, and traditionally we haven't been good at communicating and that's probably why people don't see an accountants as being the people that can deliver that sort of thing and why there's been this massive growth in, you know, these so-called business coaches however you know we've got the knowledge we've got the tools we've got the history we've got the experience I mean for us I mean we're just two girls in the shit on the beach you know (laughs) supported by the rest of our 60 on strong firm of course but you know like we're engaging we can communicate with people so and I think that's probably why we've been able to do a lot of the stuff and grow the way that we have in terms of our own firm I think the way to try and get the message across too is to chip away where we might do presentations, a small presentation, where we're sort of letting the businesses know, you know, about different topics that they are interested in or that can help them, but we're delivering them so that they know that it is actually an accounting firm who they Mm. might be able to actually ask about those questions yeah but we'll probably get onto that later with the five issues but Mm. they're the type of things that we normally deliver on because they're normal normally topical or might be in building construction it might be financial literacy we might sort of look at all different areas and industries and see what the areas are that they need work on but a lot of them it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Because, um, you know, we're also, as a firm, engaged in the Queensland Government Mentoring for Growth. So we sit on panels and we have small and medium businesses in front of us. And a lot of the issues they feel and they look like we're the only one in this position. We mm. don't know. Yeah, and, yeah. and they feel that inferior that they don't know. But the reality is that everyone... A lot, a lot of the businesses are in that same position with the same thoughts mm-hmm. and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just they need to have mm-hmm. conversations and a lot of the time they have the answers because you as a business owner, you know, have all the, you, you know your business better than anybody and it's surprising what you know when you get the confidence yeah. to ask the questions and then be engaged and find out what you do know. So Often is it like um, a focus thing, like they're sort of focusing on the wrong areas like you were saying before like how it's like they're just trying to do the same same thing or or they're just doing the urgent stuff and so they never have time to like focus on something a bit more long term and well i think it's that they're focusing on their business they're doing the 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 job of doing the best of what Mm. they know how to do Mm. you know like if you're an artist you're concentrating on your role which is to do the work and thinking i'm not an accountant so I don't know, yeah. whereas you guys are the ones that do know what's going on in your business mm. and how it all works and surprisingly faces and people go, oh, I, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Small business owners know so much and yes. they don't have enough confidence in themselves to yeah. actually back their own abilities sometimes. So, you know, you what we like to do is you work on what you're good at which is why you usually went into business in the first place and then we'll put the support behind you to help you be even better at what you're good at and achieve those goals. 
So that's the approach we like to take. So what would be the key issues that business owners come to you and say, well, you know, or the most common? I'm sure there's a lot of common issues that yeah, the three, the three that come up all the time, what we call the three Ps, so people, profit, planning. Okay. So um, planning, most people don't plan. For, it's just sort of we wing it as we go along. <laughs> um, so coming back to that strategic planning, putting that plan in place and, and actually getting some strategic direction and implementing that plan. So would be number one. Number two, believe it or not, is usually people, staffing issues. So everybody knows that if you've got an engaged, energised workforce, you get better results. So we work with our clients doing things like, you know, we we help put in place performance appraisal development programs. We talk to them about role fit and making sure that their staff have got the key skills that they need to do the roles or are they actually better suited to another role in that industry. So we do a lot of skills gap, training needs analysis, KPIs, all sorts. And that can be on a smaller scale too for really small businesses when they're starting and you've got that person you don't know when to put on the next person. You know, when yeah, you, very you true. Know. Well, I feel like small businesses too, it's like because there's just less people. Mm-hmm. So each, per, each person is like more important almost, well, or they affect your business more. Absolutely. And like if you're a bigger business, it's like all the individual yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, and that's why that role fit, it, 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 the roles in small businesses are so broad that it's really important that you, you do that almost skills gap analysis. Okay, yeah. well, we need you to do A, B, C, D, and E, whereas in a larger firm, you might only have to do A. Yeah. So what do we need to do to develop in this person to support them to be able to do what we need them to do? Yeah. So so things like that. But as Katrina said, that the, the third thing is, you know, closely related to, to people, which is about profit and about cash flow. And it's working with them to know, well, okay, when your business is at X, then you'll be able to have the funds to be able to handle your cash flow to be able to put on that extra person. And thinking outside the box with clients, like talking to clients about, you know, sometimes what they think they need might not be really addressing the key issue. But, you know, if you do need stuff, I mean, there's heaps of fantastic government funding programs that are available to give you money <laughs> to actually put to on stuff into this yeah and, uh, and yeah and put on yeah, stuff as really. well yeah yeah so there's these back-to-work <laughs> programs that, you know, okay, yeah. depending on, I mean, for long-term unemployment, yeah. there's also yeah. the 18 to 24, four-year-olds, yeah. youth boost, you can get 20 grand in the first year that they're with you. It's it's staged. But, you know, for, for companies that are getting to that stage or businesses where they're thinking about, you know, we might need someone, yeah, we probably could do with an 18 to 24-year-old. Let's have a look in that space, and then if we go down that space, we can actually get pretty much a fair chunk of their first year wage funded. Because so, it's, it's really hard to balance. Like you could be getting in, like I guess for myself, I'm an owner operator, just me. Yep. And I keep thinking, well, if I get to a point where I, you know, there's a fine line where you can take on too much, and you just don't have the extra to be able to hire someone to, yeah. to come in and then you kind of think oh well do I have to start turning down work because I don't quite have enough cash flow to bring someone else in to to help me absolutely and one of the other points has been coming up a lot too is sometimes when you've got your own business you have a specific skill set and mm. we've found that even with a few of the strategic um, business um, days that we've had is that 
you know, they need specific people with a skill set that may not be around. So therefore, when you did take them on, you would have to train them and actually have the time to train them, which needs yep. to be incorporated into that as well. Like it's, you might say, well, yes, okay, then I could work out my break even and work out how much how much more income I needed to generate or consulting service fees or whatever to be able to put that person on. But if if you're going to take on someone that actually needs that guidance and training, that's where sometimes there's funding to, to take yeah. their younger people on and, you know, can be of great assistance because at least it's not then coming out of your cash flow yeah. Yeah. as well. But it is sometimes hard to replicate yourselves as small and medium business owners with people that you want, you know, you say, well, I need that person to do what I do. But then you've got sure. that skill set, <laughs> yeah. you know, that ability to do it. But it might be an unusual skill set, and that's why you're successful in the role yeah. that you're in. But people you're taking on might need to build up to that point. Yeah. So, and that going back to your point about knowing when yeah. it comes back to that third issue, which is you know profit, which is yeah. which is profit cash flow. Um, that I say one because it feels sounds better with three P's, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's probably four. <laughs> you know, so one of the things we like to do with our clients is, you know, we plan in advance. We do a cash flow on a monthly basis in advance and say, okay, maybe when we hit this month, we're in a position where we can actually be able to fund putting on that extra person. So it's working with them on things like that. It's teaching them things that are their key profit drivers. It's teaching them how to monitor um, you know, some of those key financial ratios that are really important that business owners don't know about but should know because that's the that's how you determine whether you're actually achieving your goals. So really basic things. Mm. Like, but There's one it could be one yeah. or two things that you just look at that you learn that you need to have a look at. Yeah. One thing that we get comments of is people don't actually look at their financials no. on a regular basis. You get some people that do, they drill down and they, yeah. you know, look through everything, but then you get some they might be six months down the track, they go, We don't know. We yeah. don't know how much we've actually turned yeah. over. We don't know what the yeah. expenses are. And sometimes that could be the systems and processes when they get bigger too, mm. that they haven't got it in a format mm. to be able to view the P&L and the balance sheet as well. And what we've found when we go through the whole process with our clients is in the SME market, I mean, the biggest issue is access to cash to actually put in place the action items that we've identified. So it's all well and good to say, well, we need to do X, but how the hell are we going to fund it? Yeah. So because of that, we do a lot of work with our clients in the grant space. Um, and we've been quite successful in that. And there's a lot of both local, state and federal programs out there that people just don't know about that are accessible. Um, some of them, well, actually a lot of them are on a competitive basis. Yeah. So there's no guarantee that you'll get it. But there's also some programs that if you meet the criteria, you can access government funding. And, you know, like we've used that government funding for our clients. So, for example, the Small Business Entrepreneurs Grant for startups in particular is great. It helps fund things like those initial strategic business plans and cash flows, which are critical to getting a business up and running. Mm. Small Business Digital Grant. Um, I was just on the phone to a client before when when you saw me talking to them. They want to build a website and we're trying to think, well, how can we actually help fund that? Well, there they can access the Small Business Digital Grant that's going to come back again um, shortly, around September, we think, 
don't hold me to that. Yep. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> before the end of the year, um, you know, and there's potential there that they can access 10,000 through that program to help yeah. build their websites and their IT platforms. The, the only thing is with some of the funding is we've noted there is a little bit of a gap between when you've got businesses that are below certain turnover yeah. levels and, you know, they're sort of in that bit of a black hole yeah. of where they don't fit in with a lot of the different grants because yeah. you have to have a certain amount of turnover. And, you know, because we're sort of dealing with a few different businesses at the moment where they've got a fantastic product and they've gone out and knocked on doors and they've got all these things happening but they need funding mm. to to get things yeah. off the ground and to be able to manufacture more i've also yeah. noticed that you with probably most of them you have to put in 50 percent of the total yeah, cost yes. of of what yeah it yeah. would be. And the reason for that is the government wants you to have some skin in the game. Oh, absolutely. So if they're going to give you money for your business, if you're putting in a similar amount, it makes it, it's more likely to make the project a success yeah. because you're not going to waste your own money. No. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like there's some fantastic larger programs out there as well. And there's there's free government initiatives that we put our clients through. So there's the um, IPAM program, which stands for Injury Prevention and Management, which helps any size size business with their workplace health and safety mm. um, policies and procedures, which is also, yeah, free. There's Biz Energy as well, which can help with um, energy audits, etc. You know, there's the back to work programs that can provide funding for when you put on staff. But for some of our, our clients in the more sort of the, towards the higher end of turnover levels and the more traditional type industries, I mean, We've put them through the Made in Queensland program. They got, you know, we identified through the strategic planning process, as any manufacturing business will know, manufacturing is getting really tough. You've got increasing energy costs. You've got um, cheaper imports that you're competing with, and it's getting really squeezed. Yeah. And one of the issues that we identified with this manufacturing client when we went through the planning process was that some of their machinery was getting a bit old and a bit outdated starting to break down they're spending a lot of money repairing it and we looked at well what can we do differently in that space um let's think a bit outside of the box and we found this particular fiber laser cutter i'm not the technical guru on these but there's one particular machine we look after (laughs) leading-edge technology 3d design all those capabilities um, but the only problem is it was $1.7 million and it was located in Germany. Oh so we thought, well, okay, how on earth can we afford this machine? <laughs> we were man- we managed to get $900,000 wow. from the, the state government awesome. to actually contribute to the cost of that machine to help that business. So they're some of the larger size things. A lot of our other manufacturing um, clients we've had, um, that there's a really great grant funding program that we talk to our clients about um, if they're in one of the relevant industries that'll give you $20,000 to help embed additional capability in your business. And that'll fund oh, anything. If they, <laughs> if they fit the criteria, yeah. 
yeah. um, and they are specific. Yeah. But if they fit the criteria, then when you actually lodge the application, and some of them have been a bit curly, yeah. Um, where you sort of thought, do they fit? <laughs> and dice called up, and you you sort of make a guarantee before you lodge it. So then an advisor comes out and does a review and sits down for five hours or whatever with the business owner and and really drills down and into what they need for and, free. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> free, and then gives a complete report about the background of the business and then what they need. One of the big things that comes up all the time, strategic plan, yeah. business plan, they don't have anything, they're just yeah. scooting along, you know. So, And then they get the 20000 from the government. It's co-contribution as well. So yeah. it's up, you know, up to yeah. $40,000 worth of services with them putting in twenty. They don't need to use that. Mm. You know, they can use ten if they want. Yeah. But when you're putting in quotes for it, then it's got to fit the criteria yeah. of what's actually in the report. But we've had a lot of success mm. with that one um, for a lot of clients. But we sort of drilled down into a lot of people that um, not they weren't actually necessarily even compliance clients. But mm. we had met a lot of different people and thought that it would be of benefit yeah. to them. So that's what it's about for us too is just trying to help um, in all areas as much as we can. Mm. That's really interesting to know. Yeah. Did you know about any of these grants, Stephen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to think about researching and having a look at how that might well, I was, I've like a Yeah, because I used to work for like a um, non-profit volunteer and they got a lot of grants. So yeah. I always assumed that grants were for only for like non-profits and no. charities and things like that. So um, yeah, it's good to know. And on another note, though, as um, Di was mentioning earlier about Sunshine Coast, businesses being very much into wanting knowledge and building knowledge. Sunshine Coast Council, Find and the Chamber Alliance and all that, um, you know, there's a lot of different things going on in the background that might not be at state government level mm. or federal, you know, because yeah. um, there's those as well as the, the individual council grants that yeah. are going on and they seem to be popping up quite a bit and, you know, be very supportive yeah. of what's going on and probably taking on board also some of the smaller businesses, you know, that might not fit into those brackets mm. of, you know, the bigger government grants. Yeah. Which is great. It's I always mean, good you know, just to keep on, on top of the ones mm. that they release. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I probably wouldn't quite be eligible for any just yet, but, you know, it's always good to know and keep, and keep that in the back of your mind. I suppose you actually would be. You'd be eligible for two. It's just a matter of if you had the cash to actually contribute your 50% yeah. share. And that's the issue. Yeah. In that really, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just a little startup. Um, so, yeah. Don't but it's for now. now. Don't for say now. just <laughs> But no, I mean, that's, that's what really, I was lucky enough to go and check out Katrina and Diane's office down in Moffat Beach. They have a really cool little coffee shop downstairs and then they have this funky sort of warehouse style office <laughs> but that's what I really liked about both of you meeting both of you and wanting to get you on to talk about it is that you do offer something different you're not a traditional accounting firm where yes I'll talk to you once a year and I'll get my tax done and my bass and whatnot um, and I think that that's really an important message to get out there to the business community that there are, you know, 
if, if that works for you, that's great. And, in, and you're across your strategic planning and mm. business planning and everything, wonderful. But if you're not, there is someone out there that can help you with mm. everything. And, yeah, I think that's a really positive I, step. I think we might have mentioned <laughs> – thank you. I think we might have mentioned that day when you were there too. It's sort of like um, being enforced a little bit too, mm. which we've spoken about because of the changes that were happening with banks. Mm. They were wanting more info in relation to cash flows. They wanted businesses to, to take more responsibility, yeah. hence why some of the clients say we need to be accountable because yeah. people are on to them about being accountable. You know, where the banks are saying, well, where's your business going? Where's it going to be in six months' time? They need to have thought mm-hmm. about it. So it's sort of enforced that way and it's enforced if people are interested in the grant funding mm-hmm. because you need to have thought about where you want your business to go. You need to have documented, mm. you know, this is why I want the money and yeah. this is what's going to happen when I get it and the cash flows as well. Because for years, accountants have been trying mm. to, enforce is probably not a good word, but trying to encourage, you know, clients or whatever to, to do cash flows or for us to do cash mm. flows or whatever. But reality is a lot mm. of the businesses don't. Um, so this is exciting time for us because not to, I'm not just saying mm. we get to do them, but for big, it's because it's sort of making the businesses stop, have, take that time out, yeah. have that day or half day of talking about them and their business. Because um, another point to note, the strategic planning is not just about your business because when you're in small, medium, it's about you yeah. within yeah. the business. So sometimes when we're having these planning days, it's about you personally what you want to achieve because that then determines what happens, you know, within the next six months within your business or, you know. And that's a really good point actually because quite often um, if you do just focus on the business, people forget that you've actually got a life and it's the life that's the most important thing. You've got a family and those business and lifestyle goals have to be compatible because if they're not, that's when bad stuff happens. <laughs> and it's yeah. scary. It is so scary taking that leap to go out on your own. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've got a bit of plan, it gives you, and you know somebody's yeah. supporting you with that plan, it gives you a sense of comfort as well. Yeah. Oh, this is too I sound like I'm doing a nappy yet. <laughs> <laughs> To give an example, you might have a business that's starting out and it's husband and wife, but the husband's in the business, the wife isn't, and she might say, well, our goal is that I want to have a baby in 12 months' time. So, therefore, Mm. I want a plan in place where we are building, where we work as a team to build the revenue so that I can step away. And he sort of looked and said, oh, you know, that's not part of it business plan and I said it is <laughs> because you guys it's your business and, and personal flows into to the business side of things so that was put on the business plan yeah, yeah. which is put great on the fridge and he That's said great. now I've got to stick to that <laughs> I've got to perform <laughs> <laughs> example that yes it's not about just the business and the figures you know it's advisory is sort of stepping away and looking at everything yeah i think think that's important it is so important and i've I've never actually heard someone say that before Hmm. 
which is really refreshing. Like, it's nice to know that there are other options for you to put in there. Yeah. I think that... (laughs) Uh, uh, What I would also like to say too is, just before we wrap it up, is in terms of the grant funding, um, a lot of people... You know, whenever I talk about grants, I get lots of calls saying, can you find me? I want to do this. Can you get this? Is there a grant for it? Um, there's actually a process that I like to put clients through, and it's like a seven-step getting grant ready process. You don't, because then it goes back to Katrina's point about, you know, preparing, um, because the, the any time you're looking for funding, you've got to have some preparation done. Um, so maybe that's a discussion for another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a lot in that. Totally. If you're thinking about grants, you need to be thinking and planning for that grant success now. And there's some steps that you can do to help you be better prepared for that grant success. And have a specific project in mind. Yeah. But as we sometimes say to people, and I mean, look, sometimes you don't have the funding if you didn't get the grant, so you can't do it. But a lot of the time, go for it if you also can fund it yourself. And just that would be like icing on the cake if you didn't get it. That's right. So you never do something for the sake of getting a grant. You do something because it's in the best interest of your business and you're going to do it anyway. And if you're lucky enough to snag some government money, money, fantastic. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Thank mm. you. No worries. Thank you. Thank for you very us. much, Diane. Thank you. So, so <laughs> if anyone special. wants to get in touch with um, Katrina and Diane, where can they find you? Well, we're in Moffat Beach. We, we have got other offices um, elsewhere as well, but um, Sunshine Coast, it's at Moffat Beach in the Moffat Beach Business Park mm-hmm. in Allen Street. Yeah. And, and you look out for the big blue shed. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it does have a big sign on it now. Awesome. <laughs> is it, it, is it an air-conditioned shed or just a...? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see it, don't you? Yes. You do. Yeah, it's see, because it's cool. people look at the shed and you think, yeah. Oh, what's going to no, be inside? It's, it's and super like, cool. All the time. Oh, there's actually something mm. in here. It's upstairs, downstairs. Too. Oh, cool. It's really yeah. cool. Yes. And your contact details website is um, www.srjww.com.au. Ooh. And um, <laughs> we could, yeah. Um, We'll post post your contact details in the description description so everyone can find you. Katrina Brennan and Di Brown on the website, but, yeah, Yeah. if you put our email addresses in there and our phone numbers. Awesome. Awesome tips, ladies. Awesome information. Thank you. Really Thank good. you very much for coming in, and I'm sure we'll have you back again. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe wherever good podcasts are found. We are called Business Meets Coast. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Business Meets Coast. I've been Stephen. And I've been Sophie. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.